Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native, and the father of of the effortless English system that trains you to speak English fluently, speak English powerfully, speak English effortlessly because you think in English. Purpose. Purpose. What, what does this mean when we say uh, you know, to, to have a purpose? I've talked about this topic many times. It's one of the common questions I get from Effortless English uh, family members and fans. How do I find my purpose in life? What is my purpose? How did you find your purpose, AJ? Purpose, purpose, purpose. We have this idea that we need a purpose. Well, it's connected, actually, to the book we're reading now. We're reading... How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And in the next chapter, the technique is really is connected to this idea. Having a purpose, or as I mentioned before, I said before, you know, really we can have more than one purpose. We can have purposes. But what does this mean? Purpose, purpose. What, what is the difference between purpose and a goal? Really, it's, I, I would say there, there's a few things. Purpose generally is something that's bigger, bigger and longer, right? If you have a goal, a goal, really the idea, this word goal, when we're talking about having a goal or making a goal for your life, it really has the idea that there's a time, right? There's a fixed time. Meaning you have a, you have some point, some point in time when you want to achieve the goal, right? If you say I want to, I want to lose ten pounds, five kilos, then along with you know the idea is that you want to do that before you die, right? <laughs> so you probably have, at least, generally in your mind when you make that goal, you have some kind of time in your mind. In fact, when we talk about goal setting, when you hear advice about goal setting, usually people will tell you that you definitely should do this, that you should choose an exact time. So you should say, I will lose 10 pounds in 90 days because the very specific time gives you better motivation, makes the goal stronger. But even when people don't do this, when people just say, I need to lose 10 pounds, I want to lose 10 pounds, that's my goal, they still generally have in their mind, they have a general idea, right? They have a general idea, oh, about six months or about a year. They're not thinking 10 years from now, I will lose 10 pounds, right? It's usually something much closer. So goals tend to be, generally have a fixed time and generally more short term. Whereas a purpose, a purpose may not have any end 
right? See, a goal has an end. You achieve the goal. You know, your, your, your motivation, your idea is that you will achieve this goal and then the goal's done, right? You, if you, I will lose five pounds, I will lose 10 pounds, and then you achieve it. Now the goal's done. Now maybe you make a new goal to, you know, keep your new weight, but you, you don't need to keep that old goal, right? To lose 10 pounds. Now the goal is done. It's gone. Now, this is a, one of the good points about goals, but it's also one of the weak points of goals. The good point is, because it's very specific, it does give you that short-term motivation. It's very clear. So you can focus on this goal very clearly and powerfully for this short time until you achieve it. That's the good part. But the weak point of goals is that they do end. And when they end, often especially for an important goal, a big goal, an emotional goal, when that goal ends, when you finally do it, you achieve it, you can kind of feel a little sad or something. Like, like oh, this big, important thing you were working for so hard, now it's done. And often you can get a feeling like, ah, oh, now what do I do? And this has happened to me in my life, you know, and I've had the idea of a goal of... <coughs> You know, like running a big race, for example, or doing a big trip like the Camino de Santiago. It's really fantastic and it motivates very well and the actual event is fantastic. But then afterwards, sometimes it's kind of this feeling, a little bit of disappointment, like, well, now it's over, now it's done. And you can find sometimes with goals that your motivation will drop after you achieve them. It's also, you know... One of the weak points of goals. Goals are still good, but you just have to understand that. Now, a purpose, a big purpose, is kind of uh, balances this idea with goals because a purpose is usually something very big and often a purpose has no end. In fact, I think that is really what makes a, a true purpose. It has no ending. You can never truly achieve it completely. It's never finished. Like, so, for example, if, if you had a purpose, I'll, I'll give you an example, one of my favorites, that one I talked about before, Jack LaLanne. Jack LaLanne, his purpose in life was to have maximum health and fitness for himself and and to help other people also have maximum health and fitness for their whole lives. Can you see the difference now between that and a goal, right? It, it would never end until you die, right? As long as you're alive, you can always be trying to have maximum health and fitness, right? Even when he was 93 years old, he was trying to have the best health and the best fitness possible at that age. And the same is true, you know, in the world there are billions of people and billions and billions of people whose health is not great, certainly not maximum, not the, the best possible. And so again, this purpose would never end, right? His whole life, he could be working to try to help other people and help more people be healthier and have better fitness. Right? It's, that's a, it's a huge thing. A purpose is big. That example, 
for Jack Lane. That's a huge, huge, huge purpose. And you can see how it kind of, this is kind of the other side of a goal, right? That on the weak side, maybe a purpose has no ending point. So it can feel very big. And some people, maybe it feels overwhelming, like, oh, it's too much, it's too much. But on the other hand, the good point about a purpose is it never ends. And so your whole life, this purpose can motivate you. Your whole life, this purpose can give you meaning, can uh, give you energy to get up each day and to work for something positive every day for your entire life from now until you die that purpose is always there always giving you the motivation always keeping you moving forward i've talked you know kind of famously again that even the way jack lalane died is is pretty amazing he was 90 i can't remember 94 96 something like that he had a kind of heart surgery went to the hospital and eventually he got out of the hospital, he came home, and uh, he, the next morning he went and he, he did some exercising, like push-ups and things, and then he got kind of sick and he died, but he, and he died quite suddenly, but, but what's amazing is that he was doing his purpose, exercising, <laughs> fitness, trying to have the maximum fitness, even his very last day, the last day of his life when he's, you know, in his 90s. And that, I think that's fantastic. It's wonderful because that's a very positive uh, purpose. And indeed, he was a very positive, very optimistic person. Now, how does this connect to worry? Well, in our book, you know, um, Dale Carnegie, the writer of the book, he talks a little bit about having a purpose, or as he says, to think bigger. Because if you don't, if you have no purpose in your life at all, right, nothing like big like that that is inspiring to you, then it's much easier for worry to start coming into your mind, right? Or doubt, or even boredom, kind of rushes in. It's when we're just, if you're just sitting around, like you have all day, let's imagine you have all day, nothing to do. Nothing to do at all. You don't have to go to work. Let's say, maybe you have, let's say you have a month. You nothing to do all month. No work. Nothing to really do, you know, for your family. Uh, nothing at all to do. Now, some people might say, oh, that sounds fantastic. That's great. That sounds like a vacation. And it might be nice, especially if you work a lot and you're very tired. It can be nice for a few days. But for a lot of people, I'd think most people, after a while, it's actually a very bad situation because what happens when you have nothing to do, right? And let's say, you know, you got you know, no TV, no nothing. You're just going to sit around and do nothing. What happens is then your mind starts to create worries. You'll start to focus on smaller and smaller things. This is quite common. Many people do this. So you start to worry about things that maybe before you're too busy. You're too focused on bigger things in life. So you didn't have time to worry about all these little small things. But when you're not busy anymore, ah, then the worries start popping into your mind more and more and more. 
And so when you have a purpose, it, it always gives you something better, something positive to focus your mind on, right? So that at any time, if you, if, even if there's nothing else happening in your life, you can think about that purpose and you can you know, make plan about it, you can focus on it, you can work on it, and it keeps your mind focusing on something bigger and better. And when you're focusing on, on something big, the little stuff is less scary. The little stuff doesn't bother you so much. The little stuff is less difficult. This again is why I encourage you, encourage everybody, to create difficult challenges in your life. Even when life is really easy and life is going well. In fact, especially when your life is easy and everything is going well. Go and create or choose a very difficult, tough challenge and force yourself to do something big and difficult. And positive, of course. Why? Because again, it's actually at those good times when everything is easy that you can start to get a little stressed out, that you start to focus on lots of small things that really are not important. Maybe you get annoyed by lots of small things. Maybe you get stressed by small things. Maybe you start having lots of worries about lots of things. When you have something big and difficult to focus on, or at least big and meaningful to focus on, then Again, the little stuff just doesn't bother you. And again, you can think of this even physically. You can imagine if you trained for a marathon, right? That's 26 miles, 26 point, is it point one? Point three, I can't remember. Anyway, 26 something miles, a marathon. If you're trained for a marathon, right? You start training, you're training, you increase, you're running more and more, running longer and longer and longer and longer. After several months, what will happen is, guess what? Just walking for two miles will feel like nothing. It was so, it'll be so, so easy. It'll feel like nothing. Before, let's say if you're just sitting around, you're kind of lazy, you're not really exercising much, you're not running, you're not training, and then, oh, you have to walk two miles to go to the store, or your car breaks, you have to walk two miles, and, oh, I, I see this in America. People complain about walking just short distances, short distances, even less than two miles, maybe half a mile, right? Even just parking their car at the back of a parking lot and then walking all the way to the store. People, oh, they complain and they'll drive their car around and around and around looking for a parking space that's closer, which is... It's kind of crazy, but you see, they're they're focused on something so small. Why? Because they're they're not challenging themselves at all, right? So, so suddenly, this small thing walking across a long a big parking lot, big parking area, uh, it feels big to them. But if you're a a marathon runner, then it's nothing, right? Even walking a two, even walking you know three miles, five kilometers, that's nothing. A five to a marathon runner, five kilometers is is nothing at all. That's a that's like a relaxing jog. That's a just a relaxing, not, not even a workout really. You just do that to to relax, run five k. 
right? So you can see because a marathon runner is training for something so much bigger, they're doing so much more, they're focused on something so much bigger, so much tougher, so much longer, that the small stuff then becomes nothing. They're not worried. They're not going to worry about walking for an hour. They're not going to worry about, you know, a 5K jog or a run. Not at all. You know, we can... You could look at this weightlifting, you know, the same idea, right? Say whatever you can do right now, doing some push-ups. Let's say you're in, maybe you're not very strong right now, so 20 push-ups would be really, really tough. But you start doing more and push-ups, more push-ups, more push-ups. You train each day, and you, know, you get up to 30, 35, 40 push-ups, maybe even more. Well, then what? Then the 20 seems like nothing, right? Then after that, 20 push-ups is, is just like an easy little workout. So this is the advantage of challenging yourself. This is the advantage of having big things, even if the big things are so big that they are almost impossible. You're like Jack LaLanne's purpose. In a way, it was impossible. As a goal, if he, if he made it into a goal, right, that he had in his mind, I must achieve this by a certain date, by a certain time. If he made that a goal, of course, that would be impossible. No way he could help four or five, ten billion people in the world all have the maximum level of fitness in his lifetime. There's no way he could do that. That would be an impossible goal to achieve in a lifetime, maybe ever. But as a purpose... As a, a purpose is just a general direction. You're always working on it, but you also know in your mind that, in fact, you'll never fully achieve it, right? You just hope that you will contribute. You hope that you will help a lot of people or enough people. You hope that you'll make enough improvement. You're always just trying to move in the direction, right? That's what a purpose is. It's, a, it's such a big thing, but it's always ahead of you or above you, right? It's, it's giving you the direction you're moving in life. You could speak religiously. You could you know, have a purpose that I want to be you know, a saintly, <laughs> enlightened person. There have been a few people in history who have done that, achieved that. But for most people, in at least in a one lifetime, it's just, it's, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible for most people who are, you know, have normal lives. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's possible, but it's very, 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 very difficult. But as a purpose, it's fantastic because it means then you're always trying to become a better person. You're always trying to become wiser, more, you know, more good, more devoted, all of these good qualities. That purpose, you can have that purpose for your whole life. And in fact, even if you achieved it and you became a saint, <laughs> well, you wouldn't stop. You would continue to, you know, saints, they never stop, right? They, they keep going. They keep trying to become more and more and more saintly. It's a never-ending process. So again, it's a very, very big and inspiring purpose. As a goal, it would probably make you feel um, unmotivated. If you made a time, in 10 years, I will become enlightened. In 10 years, I will be a saint, a perfect person, you know, and it completely 100% uh, connected to God. That would be a very stressful thing to try to do in 10 years for most people. 
and you, it might actually have a bad effect on you where you would think this is impossible. I can't do it. Uh, you know, cause you would start to notice all your weak points, all the reasons you're not a saint <laughs> and you might start to feel like, Oh, well, this is impossible. I can't do this in 10 years. And maybe you're right. Maybe you would be right. Maybe in 10 years, it would be impossible for you. And probably, I think for me, it would be, but if you have it as a overall purpose, just a direction to move towards something big. I want to become more saintly. This is the difference with purposes. We often use the words more, right? It gives the idea that you're always moving in that direction, that you're always improving, always improving. You can always be more, more, more. For Jack Elaine, right? He can always help more and more and more people. It never ended. He could always help one more person become healthier. He could always teach one more person about fitness, Quick update on a few things about effortless English, then we'll come back to our topic of purpose. Number one, we had VIP members. You might know <laughs> that we had a few um, computer problems just on our in our computer system, a few bugs. Some of you got your new lessons a little bit late. I apologize for that. We are working on our computer system. You... Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully from now, you will not notice, you will not see any changes really, but what we are doing, it's, it should be invisible. You should not see it. We're just making our computer system uh, better so it has fewer problems. Unfortunately, as we're fixing it, it's, it has caused a few more problems, but uh, you know, one month from now, I hope we will have the computer system working very, very, very well. So thank you, VIP members, for your patience. And hopefully everything is working great for you right now. Another announcement for Effortless English. This is for everybody. We have a new Gab group, a new Effortless English group on Gab. This is very cool. I finally figured out the, or found the Gab group function. Gab is a social media network, you know. It's like like tw it's probably most similar to Twitter, I guess. But they are much more free speech. Gab is. So we I have you can follow me on Gab. It's just AJ Hogue, A J H O G E. But even better is to join the Effortless English Gab group. Now this is fantastic because this is a way where we just have our community. So in the Gab group for Effortless English, it's only people who follow Effortless English. It's only people who follow our code, right? So no no trolls, nothing like that. I can easily remove them. If, if any anyone bad tries to come into our group, I can get rid of them because I control the group. So this is fantastic. It's a, it's a great function of Gab. Someone commented, uh, an old member commented, you know, oh, I'm surprised you're back on Gab again, because some of you uh, older members and fans know that I left Gab because of there were too, so many trolls and things. But if you listen to my shows, you know, then I came back to Gab again because uh, they improved a lot. Actually, Gab has improved quite a lot. They improved their functions for dealing with trolls. So I've had zero problems with trolls now. Um it's very easy to mute people now and, and to block them. Uh, they also have created better rules about that. 
Um, so the good thing about Gab is that it's very free speech. Twitter is not. Twitter is horrible. Facebook, well, we just had the Facebook shooter. Uh, but more worse than that is Facebook is just lots of censorship, very much like George Orwell, 1984, Animal Farm. Uh, Facebook's terrible. They collect all your information and sell it to governments and comp other companies. Twitter's terrible. Lots and lots of censorship. But Gab is uh, is quite good for free speech, and now they're quite good for uh, just the general functions. It's it's I'm liking Gab more and more and more now. So I'm very excited about this Effortless English Gab group. So get a Gab account, gab.com, G-A-B.com. You just enter your email and get an account, like like most places. Uh, and then you can follow me, of course, AJ Hogue. That's me, A-J-H-O-G-E. But even more, go to groups when you, after you have an account, after you have a Gab account, go to groups. It's on the, the menu, the left side usually. You'll see groups, or sometimes it's at the top, groups. Choose groups, and then you can search through the groups, look for Effortless English, Effortless English. And then you just join the group. That's it. And the cool thing about this is then when you join the group, when you post, when you write something for the group, then everybody in the group will see it. So not just me, but all Effortless English fans and every Effortless English member in the group will also see it so you can meet other Effortless English members. This is a great way to meet and, you know, maybe you can... Find some Skype friends where you can practice English on Skype together. Or maybe you just practice using English, you know, typing and in Gab and writing comments and writing posts and communicating with other members in English on Gab. The great thing when you're doing this in the Gab group is you know that with Effortless English, we all have this code, right? We do the best we can. We do the right thing. We show each other we care. So you know it's good people. It's all good people in our group. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, trolls. You don't have to worry about nobody's going to insult you or say anything terrible or bad. None of that. Because if someone does that, I immediately delete them. They're blocked. They're gone forever. So we have a great, fantastic group. It's harder on Twitter because we just because without the group, I see your posts, but everybody else does not. But in the group on Gab, now everybody will see it. We can all go to this one place, the Gab group, Effortless English group. And then, so it's very easy to meet each other. Much, much easier. It's, that's better. It's better than Facebook even for that. So this is really fantastic. I'm quite excited about this. So please join. Get a Gab account now and then join the Effortless English group. Again, Look on the menu, you'll see group. It's one of the choices, group, on the Gab menu. Click that, and then you have to search. There's a lot of groups. You just have to search for the Effortless English group, and then join it. So I'll see you there. Okay, back to purpose. I'm going to summarize a few things I have said in the past about purpose, just because... Sometimes you need the repetition, and sometimes people don't listen to the old shows or they miss a show. And this is a very important topic. Like I said, it's it's one of these topics I get asked about a lot, especially by younger people. Uh, it makes sense, of course, that younger people struggle with this. 
But I think, too, older people, especially people who retire, this is a very, 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 very important topic and question for anyone who retires. To retire means what? You stop working at your, your career that you worked for most of your life. A lot of people do this in their 60s. I'm already kind of half-retired myself in my 50s. (laughs) But what happens is a lot of people, there's statistics about this. It's quite sad, actually, that a lot of people die quite soon after retiring. And, you know, people guess, well, why why does this happen? And I I think probably one of the likely guesses is that probably there's no feeling of purpose anymore. That people, many people who retire, not all, of course, of course not, but for many people who retire, they've lost their purpose, right? Because before they had a job, they had a career, even if they didn't like it, it gave them a feeling of purpose, right? Every day they had to get up, go do that job, and they felt they were... They were doing some kind of contribution, at least to the company, maybe to customers, or maybe just to their coworkers, or maybe just to their own family, you know, going and getting the paycheck and making money to help their family. That's also a purpose. So even if you hate, hated, hated your job, just, you know, making that money for yourself and for your family may have been a an important purpose. And so when people retire, they often will lose that feeling of purpose. And the problem is they don't replace it. They don't have another purpose or other purposes that are also big and important and inspiring for them. So it can also also be a time in life where people who are retiring or they're getting close to retiring, they also ask the same question that Young people do. Young people who are just getting out of school. And then older people who are retiring, often they come to the same question. What is my purpose? Or, you know, what what purpose or purposes do I have in my life? What's something big and important, well, you know, that I can work for every day of my life? That's a hard question. It can seem like such a big question. Oh, so let, um, let me again summarize a few ideas to help you when you're thinking about this. Number one, very important point. Purpose starts with people. People. One reason a lot of people struggle with this question or have a problem thinking of purpose is they think of, they focus on ideas. What is my purpose? Oh, my purpose is to, uh, you know, to be creative or my purpose is to, uh, you know, to end, end poverty. Right? But these, that's just ideas. Those are just words. They're ideas. And therefore, there, there's something missing. It's much better, much more powerful with a purpose to focus on people, to first make your purpose about people. That might start with you, but it means going beyond just yourself. So your purpose is to help your family. Your purpose is to help 
your community, specific people, people you can imagine their faces, they're real people, not just some idea like help the homeless. Eh, I, I don't like those kind of purposes because um, they're just, they're just, they're not deep. They're not powerful. So choose specific people for your purpose. If, if you're going to contribute, and this is the other thing about purpose, is that it's about contributing somehow. You know, for my own purpose, for example, of, of uh, you know, helping people speak English. You already know that, for me, that's not enough, that I also want to help people be happier, have more success and more happiness in their life. But for me, it's very important for me. This is why I'm online. This is why I do the Gab groups. This is why I'm on Twitter. This is why I do the live shows. This is why I meet effortless English members when I travel. Because for me, I have to know specific people. Of course, I don't know every single effortless English member. I don't know everybody's names, but I know a lot of you. I know a lot of you. I know your names. I know your, I even know your faces from profile pictures. I have met a lot of you when I've traveled. And that is very important because you are specific. You're a person to me. You're not just some idea, students. Like students, that's not, that's just some general word. It doesn't, it's not a real purpose. But I can think of, you know, like Max and Carol and Julia and, you know, Mehdi and like on and on and on and on. I can and picture your faces and your names and many of you I've actually met in person, right? It's much more powerful. So you've got to help specific people. And of course, I have, you know, in my own private family life, of course, my own family I have. That's also another purpose I have in life. Again, specific people. Start there. Number two, when you're thinking about purpose, you know, a purpose for your life or purposes, a purpose should require something from you, right? It, right? It's a challenge. A purpose should be a challenge. What does that mean? It means that it requires you to make some effort. It requires you to change. Specifically, it requires you to do two things. Number one is self-transformation. Self-transformation means self-improvement, really. It means to improve yourself, to become a better person in some way. This is what a positive purpose does. It's what makes it positive. It's one of the reasons a purpose will make you happier, especially over time. It requires you to be more generous. It requires you to be more patient. It requires you to be stronger. It requires you to be wiser. It requires you to be smarter. It requires you to be more creative or whatever, right? But it requires something from you where you have to work and change and become better. You have to transform yourself, improve yourself in some way. It's a challenge. And it's always, it's a never-ending challenge, as we saw with Jack Lane. It was a never-ending challenge his whole life. Personally, he was constantly pushing himself with fitness and health. And then, of course, he was always pushing himself, challenging himself to help more people. He had a TV show for a while. Then he wrote books, right? And then and he did some stuff online as well. He did seminars. So he's constantly trying to find more and different ways to help people. Constantly having to push himself, Challenge himself. So, challenge yourself. And the other thing that 
a purpose requires is, again, this idea of contribution. It goes beyond just you. So with Jack Elaine again, right? He there is part of he had it had to focus on himself to have maximum health and fitness, but it wasn't just him, right? He didn't stop there. If he stopped there, it just it's too small. It's not really a big purpose in life. No, then he wanted to share that health and fitness with others to help others to contribute to other people to go beyond yourself and this is again where we get back to number one of focusing on real people so yes your purpose can include you you might be part of the purpose but then it goes beyond you when i use that you know example of saints of saintly people people who've become saints or you know religious saints of course part of it they had to transform themselves very 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 difficult to do but of course, these saints, we know them and we know their names and their stories. Why? Because they helped so many people. They helped through teaching or they helped through you know, other ways. But they contributed to other people in some way. And number three for a purpose. In general, a purpose should be big. It should be something big that feels really big and inspiring to you. Think big. I did a lesson about this in the past. Think big. Think big. Don't think small. Think big. When you think big, then your small worries disappear. When you think big, your small problems feel like nothing. So purpose should feel big, right? Jack Elaine, he didn't just decide, ah, I want to be a little bit healthy. A little, I want to have okay fitness. Uh, I want to help, you know, two or three people. No, <laughs> right? He thought big. He, if you look, you can search online for Jack LaLanne, and he did all kinds of crazy fitness challenges just to push himself to think big. And he did these at, you know, you know, in his 60s and 70s and 80s. So think big. It doesn't have to be save the world big, but it should feel big. It's, in other words, when you choose a purpose, it should be something that you can do your whole life. That's what I mean when I say think big. It means it really will never end. It can, it can keep you motivated, keep you feeling positive, keep you challenged, keep you interested for the rest of your life. A good purpose is big enough for your whole life. Speaking of the Gab group, let's get on Gab. Because I had a couple comments and questions on Gab I wanted to share with you. First of all, is a nice comment on the Gab at the Gab group from a user named German Madrid. I don't know if that's a German living in Madrid, I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyway, he says, here's what German Madrid says in our Gab group. Hello, everyone. I am new here. I knew A.J. Hogue in Effortless English a year ago with his first book club, Animal Farm. At that time, I thought Animal Farm was just an animal vocabulary lesson. <laughs> but what wonderful surprise was this book and all the Effortless English lessons. Since then, I have been listening to all the audio podcasts. I started a business very similar to Effortless English, and my English has improved tremendously with just a month listening to the VIP program while walking 
two hours daily. Thanks, teacher. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you, um, German Madrid. I don't know what, what your real name is, but thank you so much. I, as you know, I love hearing your success uh, stories. And the reason is, of course, I feel good because this motivates me, makes me feel like I'm, I am contributing, which is nice. It's also good for other people. It helps other people be motivated to realize, ah, see, other people are succeeding. It is possible. I can do it also. So fantastic. Oh, and here's another one from Vadim, also on our Effortless English group. Someone else sharing a success story. Just want to say something to our community. I think we are doing a great job by learning English with AJ's help. AJ told us he loves to hear our success stories, so I'll write something I think is important to me. By listening to the Effortless English podcast almost every day for about a year, I somehow got a very positive mentality about life, about my own path in this world. The future no longer looks scary to me. I started to notice all those bullshit the TV wants us to know about the bad events in the world. It seems like magic because I didn't really make any effort to get to this point. I don't know anything about NLP, but maybe it works like that. <laughs> maybe. Also, when I started to listen to the Effortless English podcast, I was already thinking about leaving a job and starting my own business. Didn't have the courage to really start. And then after several months, AJ word, AJ's words about this topic made me realize I can't lose anything by not doing it. I can only lose priceless time if I don't do it. So guess what? Now I'm completely left my job making a living from my internet business. I'm free now. Fantastic. Man, another entrepreneur. That's two entrepreneurs right there. Great. Well, those, what's, what I love about those is, that of course, you know, they're English success stories, but they're also life success stories, and that's fantastic. So I really, really, really like to hear that. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, both of you, for sharing those. Well, anyway, you can get on there. You can read about those or any others on our Gab group. Again, it's the Effortless English Group on Gab. The Effortless English Group on Gab. I'll go over to Twitter just because I know some of you still are on Twitter. And I was also active on Twitter. And again, my Twitter is A-J-H-O-G-E. A-J-H-O-G-E. All right. Ah, here's a question about... Actually, it's a comment. Sorry, someone's asking me where I am right now. Am I in Hiroshima? No, I'm Osaka. Osaka, Japan. Osaka. Okay, well, that's about it then. So again, finishing up, get on that Gab group. I just want to promote that Gab group because it's very important that we can all connect together. You know, I've tried many different ways to, for our community to get together. I used to have what, the Effortless English forums. But the problem with the forums, the software was not so good. Hard to control spam. Very difficult. So we had a lot of... I, I think they were just... Um, uh, bot, they're called bots. B-O-T-S. Bots. It's kind of internet slang. Bots. 
It's uh, short for robots, robots, right? But people say bots online. So a bot online is it's not a real person, but they it's a computer program that makes a fake account, right? A fake profile, and then it, they post spam. They put spam. And sometimes it's terrible. It's like porn, right? Pornography and all these sex images and stuff. And sometimes they're trying to sell stuff. And But anyway, um, the old forums, we these bots were constantly signing up and creating accounts and the, the software was just not very good. So I finally closed it. It was too much, to, too hard to control. And then I have in a members area, right now we still, we have a forum area just for the people who buy the courses. But um, it's not so active. It's kind of not really active. I think now people don't use forums so much is the problem. That uh, people, of course, now just use social media more. They're more used to using things like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Gab. That That's just most people are more comfortable with that social media kind of... Um, social area, interaction, community. So then next, uh, <laughs> I focused on Twitter. And for a while, I have focused on Twitter. And in general, Twitter has worked very well. Twitter has worked very well. It's, we've got a nice Twitter community for Effortless English following me. Again, it's AJ Hogue on Twitter. But the one problem I don't like about Twitter, and this is true of Facebook, is the, the company is really bad. They're evil. They're a lot of censorship. They have kicked off a lot of people and I think potentially possibly I will be uh, banned from Twitter someday it's definitely possible why Um, because I pushing homeschooling a lot and they don't like that the the kind of Marxist left-wing people don't really hate homeschooling so I think eventually most homeschoolers will get banned from Twitter and probably from Facebook too, which would include me. And so Gab, <laughs> I've come back and started using Gab again, very similar to Twitter. I think it's actually better than Twitter in some ways. Big, you can, it's longer, you can put longer posts. And the best part is these groups are fantastic, the, this uh, feature of Gab groups. So I think for now, at least, we'll focus our community, our social community, on the Gab group. I think right now that's the best place for us, uh, you know, people who buy the courses, uh, VIP members, and just fans of the podcast, Effortless, the whole Effortless English family. I think the Gab group is really the best place where you can meet each other easily. You can communicate with me directly, and you can meet each other. You can do both. You know, in our little forums on our courses site, I don't really use it very much, so you're not communicating with me directly. You can meet a few other people there, but you're not communicating with me directly. On Twitter, you can communicate with me directly, but sometimes a little more difficult to meet other people. Gab kind of has, with the groups, Gab groups, we really have kind of the best of both. In the Gab group, I am in the Gab group. I'm on Gab. You can directly send me a message. And also, inside the group, you can see all the other members who are posting and commenting. And so you can easily connect with each other, too. So it's really great. So again, gab.com, G-A-B.com. Go to groups and join Effortless English, the Effortless English group on Gab.
I'll see you there. Don't forget your purpose. Join my VIP program today. Speak English powerfully. Speak English fluently. Speak English powerfully. When you think in English, go now to effortlessenglishclub.com. Join my VIP program. Commit. Don't quit. You've got to commit, of course. Joining is not enough. You've got to commit each day, each week, each month, each year. You commit, and that's how you speak fluently. That's how you speak powerfully, and eventually like a native speaker. When you start, you commit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Go now to EffortlessEnglishClub.com.